0: Hello and welcome to Just Jets, episode number 189. What is going on? I am your host, Matt O'Leary. Going to be hanging out with you, talking some New York Jets football on, unfortunately, another point in time where the Jets are coming off of a loss. But for the first time in a long time, or at least in the last couple of losses here, there seems to be a little bit of a silver lining. I know we don't like the term moral victory, and. It is a little bit on the lamer side, but we will get into some positives. We will get into your voicemails, a ton to get through, and of course, so much fun on this show. But before we do that, a word from the sponsors over at Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween, get it, Halloween, Balloween, to bring you the face The cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil and trouble manscapes. all-new Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish, Without the mess of a traditional shave, I got mine. I cannot wait to try it out. It's in the box. I got to open it up. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to Manscaped.com. Use my promo code JETS20 and pick yourself up something nice. 20% off free shipping. Code JETS20 over at Manscaped.com. Use the handyman. And supposedly things on the rise? Are we getting new stuff from Manscaped? More on that later. But let's hop into the episode for today. All right, let's hop into it. I'm excited to get into the Jets versus the Chiefs matchup. As excited as you can be in a loss, right? Like a 23-20 game, really tough, frustrating that it came down to some questionable calls at the end. There was no doubt a slow start, which... Uh, Is not ideal in a perfect world. You're able to, you know, not necessarily start that slow. Um, But after the first quarter, they clamped it down six points allowed after the first quarter, you know, outscored Kansas City 20 to six after that first quarter and, and just got themselves back into the game. Uh, unfortunately, did not get another possession. I was hoping that they would get another shot because for a weird time, which is going to be the big story from the Chiefs' reaction point of this episode, with will Chiefs' reaction, my thoughts on Denver coming up, and then your voicemail reactions, but Zach Wilson played the best game of his life. I know you've probably heard it all by now about you know, the takeaways from Zach Wilson and there's still work to be done. This is not Zach Wilson is fixed. Everything is fine, but you got to give credit when credit is due. And Zach Wilson played without exaggeration, no hyperbole. His best game as a New York jet. Does that mean he is fixed going forward and we could write him in for two 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 touchdowns, no picks every week? No, unfortunately not. I wish we could, uh, but you, we got to talk about just what made him so. Effective, And he goes out there, throws 39 times, completes 28% of his passes, a career high, 71.8 completion percentage, 245 yards, two touchdowns, a 105.2 rating. Stellar performance, man. That drive coming out to start the third quarter, precision throw after throw. The back shoulder throw to Jeremy Ruckert, the absolute dot to Alan Lazard in the end zone. The scramble on two, on the two point conversion and dive to get into the end zone, that was gutsy stuff. And it's a shame that it came down to you know he he drops a snap, Kansas City recovers, they kick a field goal, and they don't get the, a, a chance with the ball again after that. Unfortunately, you know after I would have liked to see you know the Jets defense the seven and a half minute drive. Robert Sala talks about he's in the post game and earlier in the week how he's never been a part of a game like that before and he's right that was a very bizarre ending to that game uh really sucks and it was really frustrating that that's the way that it that it ended and you know sitting here at one and three you'd obviously like to have a better record than that but if you told me that the jets were going to lose a game by three points i would have thought all right this was a 13 10 game it was a clunker they did nothing on offense defense stepped up though um and you know it's just they're, they're gonna make a change at quarterback but again with his back against the wall in a, in a time where you know my, myself and many others were saying it's it's time they gotta they got to make a quarterback change they can't continue to get this production from the quarterback spot he goes out and gives his best performance against a really good really good Kansas City Chiefs defense it's just crazy that the difference that we that we could see at times from this kid. Like, the game before against New England, just absolutely putrid showing. Really, really bad. After he gave you a little bit of hope from his performance against Dallas before the you know the interception show in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, he gave you three pretty good quarters. Fourth quarter was just like, Madden, I'm going to chuck it up. And that's, you know, whatever happens, happens through a bunch of picks in the fourth quarter. Did not play well at all against New England and then plays the game of his life. He was confident. He was efficient and he was decisive. And it was also the best Nathaniel Hackett game. It's, uh, you know, there was a lot of positives to take, whether again, Zach Wilson, the biggest one though, because that, if he can give you that every single week, then the jets are going to be in a good spot. Robert Salas said they're going to win a lot of games. If Zach plays like that every week, absolutely. That, that is 100% the truth. The, the unfortunate thing right now, and the reason why I'm trying to stay very measured with my response to Zach Wilson's performance, is because the consistency has always been a big issue with with Zach. They haven't they haven't been those consistent moments, and tr- things don't necessarily translate from game to game. So you have to now. It was it was great. Go, go out a great performance. Go out and do it again against Denver. And for Nathaniel Hackett, same same thing. I loved how aggressive they were on first down. They started, they came out and they threw the ball. I counted 27 first downs for the New York Jets, and on 16 of the 27, they threw on first down. That's a huge difference. They were so predictable. It was a run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt, and they were playing afraid of Zach Wilson. They opened it up, and to, again, to Zach's credit, he answered the call. I'm really happy for him. I really am, but... You know, again, from this game and just from this other takeaway from from this game, there's a few other things that I would like to see gone different. Uh, you have to give Brees Hall the ball the ball more. Six carries is not enough. He he popped off that one really long run, but Dalvin Cook's five carries, he cannot be getting five carries a week. He, he should not be getting any carries a week anymore. I'm I'm sorry. He tried to be as patient as humanly possible. Waited. You know, it's been four weeks of this. He's averaging two and a half yards a carry. Uh, His uh, efficiency rating is unbearably low. It seems like anytime he's in there, something bad happens. There's just uh, weird vibes and bad juju right now with with Dalvin Cook. More Brees Hall. Give some reps to Michael Carter. I know Michael Carter had a bad drop. There's no denying it. Uh, On third down, Michael Carter dropped the pass, which would have extended a drive, and the Jets could have got three. That's frustrating. That's another reason why the Jets lost this game. You know, missed opportunities. Tyler Conklin drops a pass in the end zone. Zach Wilson misses Garrett Wilson for what could have been a touchdown pass. There, were, You know, it's not just the, re- the referees. And while I'm, I'm upset with the refs, I'm not the let's blame the refs guy. I, I think more often than not, it's really lazy to do that. But the inconsistencies with letting things go, like letting the Jermaine Johnson play go, and then calling a ticky tack foul on Sauce Gardner after that. You know, it's bad when number I if you watch my coverage on Sunday, I was watching the games with, you know, my buddies that day. And, you know, producer Tyler, who was on the on the show a few weeks ago, previewing the Jets Patriots game. He's a Patriots fan and he is screaming at the TV saying, how are you calling that in that spot? And we see Patriots Twitter accounts, you know, fan accounts on Twitter being like, oh my God, that's ridiculous. I saw uh, Miami Dolphins fan account being like, how is this not a hold on, on Jermaine Johnson? So if your own divisional opponents, pretty much anyone outside of the like Kansas City Chiefs fans have been pretty much on the side of the, the Jets got hosed at the end. And it felt that way. And I'm not saying the Jets absolutely would have won that game. They definitely would have won that game. But I would have loved to see Zach Wilson get another shot. I would have loved to see him get another shot after that. And we were robbed of it. It felt like we were robbed of seeing that opportunity, which that really gets me down. Uh, but uh, it's time to make, you know what? I'd go even as far as saying make Dalvin Cook inactive and and activate Izzy Abanacanda. His speed, what we saw in the preseason, he has a hell of a lot more juice left in the tank than Dalvin Cook. I get it. They wanted a veteran presence, uh, they wanted someone who could, you know, help ease the workload for. For Brees Hall, as he's you know working his way back, he he can't. He he is not an effective running back in the NFL anymore. I'm sorry. There were some signs of that last year. There were some underlying numbers that were pointing that direction. Nobody wanted to hear it, and this is the unfortunate reality. He can't he can't play anymore. Uh, so you gotta you gotta make the pivot. You gotta give Michael Carter some more of those reps and Izzy some of those reps. And like it, it's time to take the training wheels off Brees Hall a little bit more. He's got to be double digit carries every week. I'm not saying 20 carries a game. I'm not gonna, you know, run run 300 times this year, but is it too much to ask for 12 Brees hall carries and maybe a couple catches? Like we should not be, you know, uh, designing or scripting screens for Dalvin Cook. I think that is that's frustrating. But again, more on the on the positive side with Nathaniel Hackett, Jeremy Ruckert involved as a blocker has a huge catch on the back shoulder throw. Uh, he surpassed uh, C.J. Uzama. I know Uzama had the touchdown pass, but uh, he jumped him. Him being uh, Uzama in in snaps um, and and snap percentage, which is which is a nice sign. I would love for him to live at tight end two but honestly, I I think it's a mo- it's only a matter of time before he ends up being tight end one. Because uh, Tyler Conklin, while he had some nice moments and a couple clutch catches in this game, there are a, a couple things that bothered me from Tyler Conklin. Also, where the the ball in the end zone, I know would have been a touch a tough play, but you have to come up with that football. And on the long Brees Hall run, I don't know if you saw Tyler Conklin kind of tripped over himself, uh, and that's who ended up tackling Brees Hall. So uh, I think Jeremy Ruckert might may, may end up being tight end one on this roster before the season's all said and done. He's he's jumping up to tight end two now. So it should have been done in week one. You know, it's four weeks into the year. Give it another four or five weeks, and and Jeremy Ruckert should be pushing uh, Tyler Conklin for for tight end for tight end one. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, the pressure was back. Bryce Huff played the most amount of snaps that he's played in a game since the start of 2022 and was spectacular. Seven pressures on the quarterback. Uh, they even had, you know, he drew a safety in the end zone or a face mask in the end zone rather that, that led to, that was called a safety. Uh, they turned over Patrick Mahomes twice. He threw two picks. It should have been three picks for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I understand they dug themselves a hole in in this game, um, and you would like for that to to calm down. Uh, the long Isaiah Pacheco run for a touchdown. Jamie and Sherwood was tripped on that play. Again, hate being that guy, but that's that's a part of it. And if you are holding an elite quarterback like Patrick Mahomes to twenty three points in a game, I you know, you're could they have been better? Yes, absolutely. the The Jets defense could have been better in that game. Because the first quarter, they did not start great. But overall, as a complete unit, they settled down and ended up doing fine. 23 points to Patrick Mahomes. You take that, two turnovers from Patrick Mahomes. You've now created six turnovers against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in those two games. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. I like how they clamped down after that, that bad first quarter. And and Robert Sala, though, he won't get credit for that. You know this team really turned it around in the second half. They looked much better. Um, you know we got we got to give Robert Sala some credit there uh, on that one. If you want to get on him for the fourth and one, attempting a 50-plus yard field goal, that's fair. I think Robert Sala should have went for it on fourth and one in that spot. Run the freaking tush push. You have a uh, an athletic quarterback. You have, you know, a good interior offensive line now that Joe Titman's in there as well, who he was stellar in now two games, I believe it's 84 pass rush. Uh, pass blocking snaps he's played hasn't allowed a pressure yet. He's been fantastic. Um, and that's absolutely a, a positive in this one. But at the end of the day, they didn't have enough. It was a mix of things, whether it missed opportunities. Uh, Some questionable calls at the end and a slow start really dug them in. But hanging tough with the Kansas City Chiefs in a game where no one really gave them a shot. I again, I hate the term moral victory, but there are positives to take out of that. They're just they're flat out is I'm going to choose to take more of the positives out of it. I was frustrated in the moment. I was upset. If you watch the postgame live stream, I was not happy. Uh, But, you know, as the week's gone on here, I'm amped up, which gets us to this game and coming up against the Denver Broncos. I want them to beat the absolute bricks off of this Denver Broncos team. They are they made it personal with the comments on Nathaniel Hackett and the comments on the Jets being on hard knocks and you know, Sean Payton, I don't know why, but he went out of his way to make things personal in this game against the New York Jets and that defense is a historically bad defense. They're not they don't just stink. That defense is historically bad through their first four games they have the worst defensive dvoa since that became a stat since they began looking at dvoa you're going you're going back like 40 years this is the worst start and granted sure they had a they had a 70 burger dropped on them so that that obviously does not help but They've allowed 17-35 to Sam Howell and the Commanders, 70 and 28 points to Justin Fields and the Bears. They they barely beat the Chicago Bears. The Bears look like the worst team in the NFL. The second worst team in the NFL, I I know they have a win, and, and the Panthers don't, so... Technically the Panthers are the second worst team in the NFL, but I don't know. I'd get the Denver Broncos might give them a run for their money because they're flat out garbage, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Here's the passer ratings they've allowed in each one of those games. So in the first game, you know, they lost 17-16. So it was a tight game. And it's not like the Raiders put up a ton of points, but let's be fair, like that. One, Josh McDaniels is doing a horrible job in, in Las Vegas with that team. And number two, it's th- that's not their, their skill set. They are not an offensive juggernaut, and they're going to score a bucket loads of points. But Jimmy G had a 107.9 passer rating in that game. How about Sam Howell going for 35 points on the road in Denver and a 108.8 passer rating against? All right, Tua. The, the Dolphins hang 70 on them. They end up going to Mike White, who had a perfect passer rating. But Tua, after what? How long do you play? Three quarters, 155.8 passer rating. And the, the the best and most confident one that we should all have or we should look at is what Justin Fields did against this this Broncos defense. He went for four touchdowns and a 132.7 passer rating. Now, unfortunately for the Bears, Justin Fields threw an interception in a brutal spot to pretty much ice the game, and he had the ball stripped from him. So like, he, he he believe me, Justin Fields made his mistakes in this game and was a big part of the reason why they they lost and a big part of the comeback. As bad of a coach as Eberflus is, and I know more of the blame deserves to be on Eberflus, but Fields did play his uh, a factor in the in the in the Broncos' comeback. But for a quarterback who struggles to throw the football, right? Like Justin Fields. Whatever you thought about him coming out. Uh, he's had some dynamic moments in the NFL, uh, but most of his dynamic moments have come with his legs. He's struggled as a as a passer, but he completed eighty percent of his passes for three hundred thirty-five yards and four touchdowns, which is again a career game for him through the air. Has he had great moments with his legs? Yes, but one of the biggest things, and through the first three games of the year, he had. Uh, one touchdown and a pick in the first game against the Packers, one touchdown, two picks in the game against the Bucs, uh, against the Chiefs, 99 passing yards, one touchdown and a pick, 58.7 rating, 61.1 rating, 78.2 rating. How about four touchdowns, 335, an 80% completion percentage and a 132.7 rating. So, that just I wanted to give it the full context of just how bad this Denver Broncos team is on the defensive side of the ball. There is zero reason for Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett to struggle in this game, I want to see a replica performance from the offensive side of the ball, from a play calling perspective. Outside of maybe you know just giving Brees Hall some more more carries, please, uh, and, and Zach Wilson, you know, balling out. I want to see at least uh, an, again uh, all four of these games they've allowed a passer rating over hundred. Give me another one. Zach Wilson had 245, two touchdowns, no picks, a 105.2 rating. That I would love for something like that to happen again. And let's even go a little bit more on the conservative side. 66.7% completion, over 200 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers, over 100 rating. That would be enough. But I don't want just enough. I Take that step. Go for 303 touchdowns. Go, just go off. Bully them. This this defense they they woke up in that second in the second quarter and beyond against the Kansas City Chiefs and let's be honest while Russell Wilson has looked a little bit better offensively and the the Denver Broncos as a unit with Sean Payton have been looked a little bit better offensively this defense should play with their with their ears pinned back get after the quarterback bring some pressure create turnovers and on the offensive side of the ball you have to punish this Denver Broncos team. Again, they made it personal. They went out of their way to make it personal. Have some backbone, have some spine. You cannot lose to this team. And that's the thing too. Like the title of this episode is the Jet Season Still Has Life. And that seems crazy to say after, you know, a deflating loss and you drop to one and three. But if you can get yourself a win on the road in Denver against a team that stinks, then you're two and three. And then you come back home and you have another game against the Eagles. So the Eagles are 4-0. They haven't looked themselves yet. And I'm not saying that... I don't I don't think the Jets are beating the Eagles. They haven't beaten them once ever in their existence, which is just... That's a bizarre one. I would love for that streak to end. I don't see it. But even if you could just get to your bye week at 2-4, the schedule outside of the bye gives you an opportunity to get back into your season. Out of the bye, you have the New York Giants who just got embarrassed by the Seahawks. That offensive line, and who knows what it looks like in a few weeks, right? And on October 29th, that offensive line, you know, that Andrew Thomas could be back by then. But still, that line, outside of a... They, they played half a game against the lowly Arizona Cardinals. They stunk up the joint against Seattle on Monday Night Football. They stunk against Dallas. And they didn't play that well against the 49 They hung around a little bit against San Francisco, but that game wasn't really as close as, as what it was for a while there that find a way, beat the giants. Even if it's not a, a great Zach Wilson performance in that game or whoever is quarterbacking, like what, whatever, but out the window, beat the giants, the chargers, are they good offensively? Yeah. Justin Herbert's amazing. He's unbelievable. Defense stinks. Put him in the same category as this Denver Broncos team, the Chargers, and and they are just they have a Brandon Staley is an awful coach. He was hired at the same time as, as Robert Sala, and I remember everyone's talking about oh Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley this and that. He stinks. He is a flat out moron. I don't understand how he got all this love, and Robert Sala was listed as one of the bottom guys in that in that coaching cycle, and then you have the Raiders after that, another team. Who just looks absolutely horrific. Back to back primetime games Monday night football against the Chargers, Sunday night football against the Raiders. Obviously, the Eagles game is going to be tough. But in your next five games, can you go four and one and get yourself to five and four? If you're at five and four with eight games to go, you're hanging around. And you got divisional games left. You still have four divisional games after that. Going on the road to Buffalo is going to be tough. I know they beat I know they beat the the Bills at home even with Rodgers in the fold. I th- I predict it, you know, split with the Bills. That's my goal. I want to split with the Dolphins and you got to freaking finally beat New England up there, which is really easier said than done. But, you know, uh, you have Atlanta, Washington's on your schedule, Houston's on your schedule though. I love me some CJ Stroud. I am in on uh, on CJ Stroud there but like just this is not over and that's why this is this next game is so 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 important and i just want them to build off of this effort that they showed against Kansas City. I know they didn't win the game, but they showed some fight and go out there and beat the crap out of the Denver Broncos. How about that? Let's get to your voicemails now. We will start things off with Devin calling in. Uh, He is our first caller on the program. Uh, We have a bunch of calls to get through, so uh, forgive me for a moment, but we're going to go to Devin in North Carolina to get us started first. Let's do it.
1: Hey, Matt. It's Devin calling from
2: North Carolina.
0: Oh, just calling in after the game. What's up, man?
1: Calling
2: because
1: I just want to get your take on the whole penalty situation. My take is on it that historically you kind of have to be a good team to get those benefit of the doubt calls in your favor and we're just not that team. We're a laughing stock and it's going to be hard to win those games and until we start winning Life those stock games, is games. We're not going to get the benefit of the doubt like someone like Patrick Mahomes does. And I mean the call on sauce was definitely a hold but at the end of the day, they're the Chiefs, so we'll get those close calls. We're not going to get those close calls till we start winning. It's a shame. One in three, no more victories, but we got to pull these games out. We can't have dropped interceptions. We can't have dropped snaps. Things got to change.
0: You're right about the dropped snaps and the dropped intercept and like things like that and doing little things right. You absolutely have to improve. But my biggest thing with the referees – not only in this game, but all year long is the consistency. You can't let some things go and then in a huge spot be like, nope, this is where I'm going to insert myself. This is where the flag is. It's the, the inconsistencies, which is really, really the big one. And the Jets don't get the benefit of any call. You have to uh, – Green Bean had it on his show. Forgive me. I, it's, it's going – I forget how many games it is. I believe it's over 20 now, though. But the Jets haven't had a roughing the passer call in forever. There are so many examples of this. And I'm not saying like the NFL didn't fix the game. I'm not I'm not a, a, a maniac. I'm not gonna say the fix was in because uh you know cause Taylor Swift was there and Travis Kelsey. The fix wasn't in, but like it's just the the referees also have to be held accountable for their inconsistencies. That's what that's really the biggest thing is. If you're gonna call the whole game like that, fine. But you can't let things go the entire game and then in the biggest freaking spot on a third and long on a ball that's not catchable to the receiver. Call it It's like the referee was waiting to make sure That it was picked off and was like yeah I'll throw the flag But if it's not picked off then we're going to let it go It's ridiculous And then on a third and 22 you swallow your whistle When I I don't know What what people are watching Oh he got his hand inside When there's an obvious screen grab Of Jermaine Johnson's shoulder Getting tugged That one was let go though It's frustrating It's frustrating stuff John from Tennessee is up next, and he wants to talk about potentially hope going forward. All right, let's try to be positive.
3: Hey, Matt. John uh, out of Tennessee. Thanks for the content, as always. Uh, just finished that uh, Kansas City game. and Definitely not as brutal as I was expecting. Um, don't want to overreact. Like I know some people like I going to do with Zach Wilson, but also don't want to underreact. Like I know other people did, You know, That was one of the better games he played by a wide margin. I think that this offense needs to play, hurry up like the two-minute drill all the time, let him play loose, throw on first down more. We're going to have some really bad plays, it's true, but you know what, that's what's going to give us the best chance to win. This offense had life today, which it hasn't had in most stack rope games. So, give him his props, you know, and he deserves them. I'm not saying he was perfect, today. He could have been better, but he was actually the better quarterback outside of that first quarter in that game so that's something we need to actually acknowledge because we're really fucking hard on him right now and he deserves it uh defense played really well outside that first uh quarter god those reps were just absolutely awful um but You know, it's it's rough being one and three with what we have expectations for this team, especially with how that game went, how the Patriots game went. You know, like we shouldn't be at this position. So it's rough. I'm gonna hope that it improves. Um, I'm not at the fuck for Caleb Williams" stage right now. No, you can't. But I'm uh, I have hope after that game at least that offense is gonna be anemic going forward. But see. And, uh, you know,
0: go Jet. Yeah, I appreciate you, you calling in, and you're 100% right. It can't be tank for Caleb time. No, this team has to win freaking games, and their season's not dead yet. We get to 1-9. If the Jets are sitting at 1-9, and nine, we could have that conversation maybe, but that's not – they. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Den, as I said, Denver stinks. The Bears stink. There's too many other teams. Carolina stinks. They're not going to be able to get up that high. they're they're just not and that's fine I don't necessarily I'm not rooting for the Jets to take a quarterback if they take one I guess they end up taking one but I, I would hope that they're drafting someone who could help push this thing forward for Aaron Rodgers in 2024 that's what um I would be rooting for and that's what I would want to see them do from my perspective anyway um and and you're right. Like with Zach, I think this is really the point that I want to harp on with with Zach is I don't think anyone who was hard on Zach this past week had every single right to be. They they're 24 starts. This was Zach's 25th start against the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're looking at his career, there's probably five very good games and this is in one of those five. There's a few, like, pretty okay. Like, okay. Like, game manager, okay games. The uh, Buffalo last year against Miami last year. Stand out there. But, the, you know, top games. This one against Tennessee is rookie year. Against Tampa Bay is rookie year. Moments against Carolina. Uh, you know, his first game ever against Carolina, I would put up as one of the better Zach Wilson games. But then there's, like, 15 really, like, bad starts. So... While there was a lot of really promising things that he did in this game against Kansas City against the Kansas City Chiefs, and there's we can't discredit that. There was a lot of a lot of good. But he has to build on it. He has to show I can do it again. You can't just go right back to, you know, fifty percent completion percentage for hundred and thirty yards and pretend like everything's fine. That's not how that's not how it works. You know, two forty five, two touchdowns, no picks is great. Seventy percent completion percentage, great. Do it again against a historically bad defense. Now you know, build off of it and show that hey, I could start for this team. I hope he does. I hope he makes me eat my words. Where I was saying that I want to see, you know, Trevor Simeon play. Because if he plays like he did against Kansas City every single week, then the Jets are going to have a chance. But if he goes back to playing like he did against, you know, the the fourth quarter against Dallas and you know the whole entire game against New England the week prior, then there's an issue. You can't be, you know, holding on to the ball too long, staring guys down, not finding the open guy. But the decisive play, the confidence, it was there in this game. It was two. We watched two different quarterbacks in the span of seven days. Even the highest of high Zach Truthers, I don't think, could go out there and say that what we saw the last two weeks is, you know, the exact same guy. It felt like two different guys. And even the, the most negative on, on, on Zach Wilson. I wouldn't consider myself the most negative on Zach. I think there are people significantly more negative than Zach Wilson. I wanted the Jets to draft Zach Wilson. I wanted to see two years of Zach Wilson. It's just now in year three, after 25 starts, you have to have a level of expectation and being a, a solid enough quarterback should be, should be fine. But he hasn't shown that consistently. And this was a great first step to showing, hey, I can play. It was an eye-popping for performance. It was good. He was very, very good. But you got to show it again. Constantine from PA wants to talk about a, a decision time for the Jets. All right, let's do it.
4: Hey, Maddie boy, this is Constantine from Erie, PA. What's up, dude? Just finished watching the game. Got to admit, Zach didn't look so bad. But when it came down to the key moment in the fourth quarter. When we had a chance to maybe take the lead and take over the game, what happened? Slippery hands, fumble. Chiefs get the ball. They get the field goal. Bottom line is we're stuck now with a decision to make. Is what we saw tonight good enough to let Zach continue being our quarterback? Or are we going to have to make a drastic move before this season goes away from us? Because the way I see it right now, we still got Denver, who just lost again, the 0-4, and Sean Payton's gotta be furious. And we also have the Eagles, where they pulled off a miracle win off Washington, which they really shoulda just slapped all over the field, but Washington's showing a little heart. So I don't know, I mean, you tell me. If you were Salah right now, well, let me rephrase that, because you already know Saul is a uh, Zach Wilson cheerleader, but if you were the head coach, so to speak, would you put in Zach Wilson next week? Yes. Or would you try to bring a veteran in and try to get something going to maybe salvage the season? Because the way we're going right now, we just hit the Titanic, we just went on the water, we're about to hit the iceberg, and we're about to sink. And there's nothing we can do to save us. Outside of that one decision, do we stick with Zach? Do we go with another quarterback? And I got to say something. All right. Okay? And please excuse my French. Oh, boy. Fuck Taylor Swift. (laughs) And fuck the Swifties. And most of all, a team I used to kind of like and respect a bit, fuck the Chiefs. They're a bunch of showboating assholes. They're not going to win another Super Bowl. They're going to get their asses kicked by plenty of the teams that are left on their schedule. So whoever's betting out there, the way Mahomes screwed you guys, screw him back ten times over the next, I don't know, three or four weeks because they showed a lot of weakness tonight. A better quarterback would have beaten them. If Rogers was in the game, we would have never have lost that game. I am one hundred percent convinced of that. But once again, J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Let's go.
0: See, now I would say that Constantine is a little too down on Zach, and I know he's not a Zach guy, and that's fine. And I'm not. Look, I'm not saying, oh my God, I'm all the way back in on Zach. The the drop ball was was bad, but I can't. That can't be the main that can't be my main fo- focus and my main takeaway from that game. If Aaron Rodgers is in the game, do they win? I don't know if they do. Maybe, maybe they do. But Zach uh, again, 240, 245, two touchdowns, a 70% completion. I don't know. You could absolutely say he should have beat the should have beat the New England Patriots. They should be 2 and 2. Right now, instead of one in three, I'll give you that. Absolutely. But I don't know. I think that's a little bit on the, on the harsher side. And I get it. Not everyone's going to be all the way back bought in. And I'm not all the way back on it. Obviously. I think we have to temper our expectations say, okay, that was good. Show it again. Kind of thing. Like I said at the top, but as far as the second point, the, the Taylor Swift stuff is a little bit, it's getting a little overblown. Um, they showed her on the screen a million times. Um, I didn't like... The thing that bothered me more... Like, Woody Johnson posting the picture after the game. Like, oh, i oh like, read the room, man. You don't need to be posting the picture of... Oh, we met Taylor. We're Swifties. They're there rooting for Kansas City. What are you doing, man? I get it. You, like, Taylor Swift has a lot of pull. I I, I get it, but... Oh, I don't know. I don't think the, the Chiefs are that hateable uh, of a team. The Mahomes getting up and doing the arm thing. Like, oh, okay, but... I don't know. Constantine was a little cranky today. Constantine, you know, I I love you. I appreciate you calling in. I think you're a little cranky today. Let's go to Nick calling in from Georgia. Zach, good. Dalvin, not so much. Matt, Nick from North Georgia. My second time
2: calling in, but it's been a while and let me tell you, this call could not be More deserved on both ends of the spectrum. Good and the bad. Zach, outside of the fumble, hell of a game. You got to love what he did. I mean, Hackett, also getting Ruckert, Gibson involved in the game. O-line, a little shaky, but you know what? They did their job. Zach was getting the ball out. Offense looked pretty good. Except for Dalvin Cook. I cannot stand watching this guy piss away opportunities That should be going to other players on this team. Brees Hall should get more carries. Michael Carter, despite dropping the ball today, should get more carries. I mean, he only had one run in the game. It was for nine yards. And then, I mean, I'd rather see Izzy out there getting some touches. He looked electric in preseason. Dalvin Cook is a waste. And I don't think it's an overreaction to say that after four weeks of mediocre running back play from him. Uh, I, I really don't know where else to go with it at this point. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from the team. One and three isn't isn't terrible. Got
0: to beat the Broncos coming up, but I'm optimistic and uh, go Jets. Yeah, I look. I didn't really want Dalvin Cook on the Jets. Um, I made that that clear. But when he was signed, I tried to rationalize it from the Jets' perspective and say, all right, like they want a veteran presence. They want someone who could you know, split carries with Brees early on in the year, but. You know, Dalvin's hurt in training camp. He doesn't really play a whole lot. And then, you know, doesn't play in the preseason. And it looks like he's lost two steps and is, is running in, in cement a little bit. Two and a half yards of carry uh, is not not cutting it. Michael Carter and Izzy Abanacanda have showed significantly more juice. Play them. Dalvin, Dalvin's done. I'm sorry. Make him inactive. I don't care what these guys make. Doesn't matter. I want to see the guys who are going to give him the best chance to win. And that goes for someone that I I, I like on the defensive side of the ball, Carl Lawson. I think Carl Lawson, he, he does not look healthy. Either put, put him on the IR, make him inactive, whatever you have to do. But you are getting nothing out of Carl Lawson right now, and you're getting nothing out of Dalvin Cook. Play the younger guys with more speed uh, uh, in both those spots. In both those spots. You're right. And, and Zach did look good. And getting Gibson involved was good. Getting Jeremy Rucker involved was good. We've been talking... The fans have been on this show. We've been yelling about this all week. You know, for weeks now, rather. And I still never, don't get the pushback where it's like, oh, they can't get the ball to Garrett Wilson. What do you mean? Why are you worried about Nicole Hardman and Xavier Gibson? It's like, well, I don't know. Just from, it doesn't make sense to give Randall Cobb 76% of your snaps from the slot. And 3% for Mecole Hart. Like, there's just things that logistically make sense and don't make sense. And th- those did not make sense. And they they started to skew to make sense. The, my next step is Mecole. You did the, a couple of Xavier Gibson touches. You did the Jeremy Rucker reps. Now give me some Nicole. That's That's my next step. Let's do Jay calling in from Jersey. Wants to talk about the play calling and how the play calling was much better. I agree.
5: Hey, what's up, Matt? Jake from Jersey. Um, just following up my call last week. Uh, so pumped that I gave Wilson one more week, especially against the Chiefs. He played so good. Um, just wanted to say I thought the play on was like night and day. Oh my gosh! Like compared to the last few weeks, it's almost like Hackett's just been reading what everybody's been saying. Cause like Rucker got so many more snaps. I saw Harper back there a couple times doing. Just, just even in motion, but it's nice to see him on the field a bit. Gibson get an end around. Uh, only thing I would say going forward is we got honestly, it's going to sound so bad, but, like, Cook's got to go. And he, it's like it's like a drive kill. You put him in there, and he's like, I think I can walk faster than him, honestly. I mean, he looks so non-explosive. I don't know if he mentally checked out or, or maybe uh, he's, he's older. I, I really don't know, but I think that's kind of, I mean, I... Every carry that he had today I feel like Easy could have at least gotten one or two more yards than him. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I doubt they do that, they'll probably pretend that cookie is good for another few weeks. Um also pretty crazy how good Bryce right Huff is. Um I'd love to see what he could do in like a, a way bigger role. Like uh I don't think it would happen, but like say like a TJ Watt role, like how he plays a in Pittsburgh with that off and that many snaps. I really want to see what Huff could do. I mean, anytime he's back there, he's just so quick and bendy, insane. But anyway, I think we should have won that game. That holding call was absolutely ridiculous. But NFL's golden child, home, so what are you going to do? But other uh, the Broncos, hopefully we can win that one. But uh go Jets.
0: Yeah, I think they can. I really do. This is a must win game for the New York Jets have some pride even if you don't get what was that an A Zach Wilson performance if you get a C plus Zach Wilson in this game you should have enough to win but i would like to see another you know a level performance a really good game from from him and hackett like that's the one guy that was called out essentially by name from Sean Payton. have some pride dude go out there and prove people wrong it's necessary it's things you absolutely have to do <laughs> Have some pride, man. I, I think he does have some pride. I, I absolutely think that. Um, he gets back in it. I think the offense plays well. I think the Jets get the win. Uh, and you are 100% right about needing to play Bryce Huff Huffmore. Get him to, just get, get him to 50% of the snaps. Like the rest of the, the Jets' better defensive linemen. That's what they play around. You know, he's at 39, which is a high percentage for him, usually somewhere in the 20s. Between 45 and 55. I think that's a, that's a fair amount there. Let's go to Dante, South Carolina. Hey, Matt. Dante from South Carolina. Calling up the he just got robbed by the Chiefs.
6: I am not one to ever blame the refs, man. But there were just some calls in this game that you just... Uh, oh, God, I'm sick. I'm sick to my stomach. There's good news and bad news, though. I mean, good news, Zach... Zach played lights out, man. Um, aside from that one drop snap, uh, he to me he played fine. Like if he gave me that game, seventeen games a year, I'm not complaining. Um, the defense, I mean, credit to the Chiefs. They ran. We were expecting the Homes to pass all over us, and they ran all over us instead. Um, but close game, coming down seventeen nothing to lose twenty three twenty on some BS calls. I mean, unfortunately we'll have to take it. Um do you want to give a shout out to somebody who did use just yet the code for manscape My uh, man. Patrick Mahomes must have. Because other than that, if he didn't, Chris Collinsworth would have been picking his hair out of his teeth the whole game. No idea how that guy commentates with Mahomes all the way in his mouth. But that's fine. Um I'm so tired of listening to Chris Collinsworth commentate games. And if I see Taylor Swift's face one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Not even uh, speaking as a Jets fan, just speaking as a football fan. I I can't handle it. And if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, I cannot watch it because she's going to be all over the damn screen, and I can't do it. I can't do it. Go Jets. We got Rob. We're 2-2 two and two in my head. Hopefully Zach can stack on this. That would be nice. Let's see go. You, Matt. Love the content. <laughs>
0: I thought <laughs> that's not where I thought that was going. I thought Dante was gonna be like, "Listen, I use the the Manscape promo, and it worked." And I'd be like, "Yes, like thank you, like that one that helps support the show and the sponsor." That's really that I I do appreciate like that's even that stuff. If you guys, you know, I, I, a like and a comment and a subscribe is means a lot. But if you take that next step and use a promo cut on something, I'm like, I, I really appreciate you. You're helping out, supporting the program. I thought that's where they that was going, and he's like, no. Pat Mahomes, use it because, <laughs> because otherwise Chris Collinsworth would be picking air out of his teeth. <laughs> uh, let's go to Shane in Jersey. Good stuff.
7: Mr. Matt O'Leary, how are we doing? Shane from Jersey giving you a call. Good, man. Uh Great game last night, man. Uh, I will take that. I will take that a thousand times over, especially because of how the first 10 minutes went. I thought we were in for a terrible night, and I would be turning on my Xbox rather early but it turned out to be a great game and i loved how zach just let it rip yep. um you know sala and the guy the coaching staff did well to kind of i think free it up for zach a bit and make some changes but i really do want to kind of harp on him for something for the last drive uh sala uh what i'm talking about the way mahomes was just doing those runs as an nfl coach and now he's what is his third year doing this with us I'm really annoyed that he didn't throw a spy on him at all for the last drive. So it was right, he kept doing the run. And that's, a, that's like an easy – I'm screaming at my TV. I assume many people were like, well, where's the spy? Something on him. And I just think that would, be, it would have been a huge, huge adjustment that he could have made. And it's easy, I feel like. NFL coach, throw a spy. Defensive coach, also with that, throw a spy. But, you know, I'm glad uh, they let Zach sling it. They were throwing it more on first downs. And the easy stuff on first downs. The screens, the runs outside, and also listening up to literally Jeff's Twitter, I felt like, all week, of putting Ruckert in and running to him. You know, wouldn't you know, it kind of worked out. It worked. So, you know, Maybe we know a, p- a few things uh, about <laughs> people on Twitter. All in all, though, I'll take it. I'll take it from Zach. And, you know, play games like that, you're going to beat, you know, just about every team in the league that might not be the Chiefs. So that's all I got, man. Pretty good week. Let's hope we move it on to Denver. Be good, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye.
0: I appreciate you, man. The one thing I do want to, I do want to give Salah some credit, and it kind of goes back to the, the ref thing, which is something that again I don't like being that guy. But the JJ hold on third and twenty-two didn't play a part of it, and the, the Jets always struggle with running quarterbacks too. So like, that's probably a, a fair criticism, and I would have liked Salah to go for it on fourth and you know one uh, in the in the first half. But I, I do think we have to also give Salah credit for getting the team back in the game and having them play as competitive a game as they did against the team where they were, you know, they were close to double-digit underdogs. They were, you know, the line opened at nine and a half points. No one gave them a shot, uh, and they, you know, they got punched in the mouth and they responded back. They didn't win the game. It would have been better if they won the game. And also, he he did go after the refs and he did get a foul when the game was over. A personal foul call called against him, but. There was some. There are definitely little things that I would critique on Salah's game, but I, I thought I'm gonna give Salah some credit on that one for how he got you know the team back in the game. But all all fair points there. Let's do Devin from Nevada. He was now Devin was very upset with uh, our guy Nate Hackett. Let's see if he walks it back this week.
1: What's up, Matt? Uh, Devin from Nevada calling in here. What's up, man? Um, today it's all good vibes, bro. Uh, so of course we took the L uh, to the Chiefs, which you know I'm okay with, uh, especially. Um, how things turned out, Uh, you know, with all the Swifties in attendance and uh, everybody just, you know, dumping on Zach all week. um, You know, I feel like he showed a lot of poise, a lot of maturity, and, uh, you know, I'm proud of the kid. Um, I I was watching yesterday during the pregame, and uh, Rodney Harrison, he said, uh, you know, how Zach was missing uh, wide open guys in seven on seven. It's like, first of all, you know, I didn't see it, you know, but I'm sure that happens, you know (laughs) what I mean, here and there it's just of course when it's Zach Wilson and uh he's you know played as bad as he had uh before that you know everybody's just going to kick him when he's down which is like such a low-hanging fruit and uh you know as a media analyst um should definitely have more going on for you than having to you know tear apart a 22 23 year old uh quarterback who's struggling um I think that Zach uh looked the best that uh I've ever seen him to be honest and uh, I think that the three best games that I've seen from Zach in order is uh, so last night and uh, then number two I would say that Tampa Bay game um, I think it was at like the end of like two years ago but uh, um, I think I th- I thought he balled out that game and then um, three would be the Titans game uh, where he led us back in OT um, yeah but last night was the best that we've ever seen Zach and um, you know there's a good reinsurance there too I think Nate Hackett must have watched the show last week and uh, was mad at me because everything that we were complaining about, uh, he turned around. And he fixed. I thought, Hackett called a great game. He um, you know, and there's really, like, four sides of football in the NFL. So offense, defense, special teams, and then uh, the officiating. And uh, unfortunately, man, we got murdered on the officiating battle. Yep. But, uh, you know, we keep putting respectful performances together like that, man. Soon enough, like, they're all going to have to respect us and – um you know, it's it's just like we just got to keep earning it, keep grinding, keep chipping away. But, um, yeah, so uh, I think that that was the best game I've ever seen of Zach. Super proud of him. And I actually do feel confident going into next week. Um, just got a small little tidbit too, bro. Uh, yeah, hit me. Let's see. Last week in fantasy, I had to trade Garrett Wilson, man. Broke my heart. Um, Just wanted to know if you have any judge players or anything. Uh, I traded Garrett Wilson and Miles Sanders for Chris Olave just because, man, I wasn't – I drafted Garrett with my second pick, and it wasn't looking good, brother. Wanted to know if you have any Jets players or you're targeting any on your team this year. Love the show. Uh, been a long-time supporter, man. Keep it up, brother. Appreciate all, the, all that you do. Have a great one, man. Let me know. Peace.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the kind words, and thank you again for, for calling in. Uh, and I, I love giving Hackett some credit. I, I, I love it. You got to Right? Like, let's be fair. We we got to be fair here. Uh, that's what I try to do at, at least. It's not uh, it's not a perfect recipe. There's opportunities where I could be you know better and more objective, and I acknowledge that. But uh, I, I appreciate uh, you know Devin for giving him some uh, giving Hackett some credit. And yeah, I had the Jets defense, and I dropped them this past week going up against the game in Kansas City. I thought that was a tough matchup, and I probably should have held on to him. But um, I wanted Garrett Wilson, didn't get him in either of my leagues, and kind of glad that I didn't for the reason that you mentioned and I I love Brees but I didn't want to spend that high of a pick on Brees Hall because I knew that they were going to split reps with Dalvin and was unsure what he would be like coming back uh this season I think you know down the stretch if you could buy low on Brees Hall that I would maybe do that, and G- Garrett's just so special. I think he's it's just going to be streaky with the quarterback performance, and I, 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 I don't, I don't blame you for moving off of that. But the Jets' defense I had um, in one of the leagues. Let's close out with Jake from New York City talking about uh, this team rallying around Zach Wilson.
8: Hey, what's up, Matt? It's Jake from NYC. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a really cool moment. I think we saw at the end of the Jets game, uh, you know, obviously the lost things, uh, but just, you know, seeing the guys, Alan Rizard and uh, Thomas Morstead, you know, just everyone surrounding Zach and uplifting him. Uh, I thought it was a really cool moment. Uh, you know, I, I think back to, uh, you know, what Salas said to him on his draft night, you know, this organization is going to lift you up, not the other way around. Uh, and, you know, can't say that that you know love and support is going to get Zach there on his own but it damn sure does help and I think you know it just you know a testament to a lot of these guys like Lazard and Uzama and DJ Reed these guys that just get it and they get football and you know they understand that they're brothers and they're going through it together uh so I just wanted to get your thoughts on that moment and uh yeah go judge.
0: yeah I appreciate that that's a really good call to to bring up and mention and you saw Zach Wilson take accountability on the sideline um, with what you know there's a video of him saying I lost it I lost it like I lost the game and then in the post game, he took full responsibility and it's a little thing but I think it does show show growth there and you know even when he's been struggling early on in the year I think he's handled the press and handled the media a little bit better than he did last year I think that was a big part of the reason why he got benched was his answer after the game on the road in New England uh, when he said that he didn't feel that he let the, the defense down and now he takes you know in his best game of his career says that he takes you know the, the full brunt of it which is uh, I thought showed a lot of res- you know maturity and I'm sure the guys respected that and Lazard going up to him Randall Cobb as as much as I don't want to see a ton of Randall Cobb like I get with him being there and um, but specifically going back to Lazard for a second I think he's been a really nice addition for this team I think he's been solid um, and he's a really good leader. Uh, and and that's not the first time we've seen something like that from him and he's been pretty productive he's pacing out for over 700 receiving yards as you know team's number two receiver on a a, right now a pretty poor passing offense maybe that those numbers go up even a little bit more but I I, I would classify myself as an Alan Lazard fan Um, I think it was a good addition to this team was is it a lot of money yeah I mean there's no denying it is but um, I think there's some intangibles that he brings and we got to give him some credit for that. So I appreciate all of you guys for checking in with us on the show. Please make sure to subscribe before you go, leave a like, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio version of this show, subscribe, leave a rating and a review really helps a lot. Share with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm Matt O'Leary and I'll catch you next time.